Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Halal Hustle, where we talk about halal business, halal entrepreneurship, and share stories about halal hustlers who are striving towards their place with Allah in the hereafter by taking the means in this dunya. On this episode, we're going to be sharing with you an interview that I had with a partner in his family's car dealership business. In this interview, we talked about how him and his family got into the car business, as well as how you can get into it too. He shares some tips, tricks, and realities of working in the car hustle, as well as how you can better prepare yourself coming from receiving employee checks to getting business payouts. Finally, we discuss the merit in Muslim business ownership and what he's working on improving for himself as well as within his own community. This was a great interview. There was a lot of gems, alhamdulillah, and I loved it. Without further ado, I hope you love it too. Here's the interview. Welcome to the Halal Hustle. It's a pleasure. I'm thankful and I'm really appreciative of having you on the show and uh, coming on to talk about you know car dealerships and what it's like to hustle in the car business. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It's an honor. <laughs> we'll see. Inshallah, hope to see uh, big things. Inshallah, always, always big things, always taking big steps. Inshallah. Power moves only. There you go. There you go. In that regard, let's let's get right into it. How did you start, man? How did you do this, uh, this business, you know, or... Explain to me what is it that you do, like for the listeners. Okay, so basically, uh, we have a um, wholesale uh, dealership. So there's different categories of license when it comes to uh, buying and selling cars. So you have retail, you have wholesale, you have uh, a garage, right? So uh, the wholesale one is the most basic one because you don't actually need a premise to do it. Depending on your locality, locality, if you're but uh, where I am specifically, you don't need an office, so you can do it out of your house, right? Okay. Um, so that makes it easier. Okay. And then uh, the restrictions for wholesale dealership is that you can only sell to other automotive businesses. So what we do, for the most part, is we buy at one uh, dealership auction. It's restricted. It's not to public, so there's a little bit more of uh, or a little bit less competition with that, right? So you're able to get sometimes better deals, and then we would put it at another auction or try to find a dealership that will take those cars off our hands. The margin of profit for this type of business is relatively small. Sometimes you get good deals. It's uh, part of the business, right? So you got to be ready to uh, get some good deals, some okay deals. Uh-huh. You just got to keep moving. That's just part of the hustle, I guess, right? Yeah. How did you guys just got into that right away? So, no, the way it started was uh, I was actually in high school at that time. So I wasn't actually driving or anything. But what happened was we bought some cars uh, for personal use. So my dad uh, bought some cars. And then um, when we had to sell them, we realized there was a decent amount of uh, demand, right? Uh Uh, So what we did was we bought some, like, uh, one or two at a time, right? And uh, there was... uh, there was a good uh, profit on the resale. So then we bought a little bit more, a little bit more, and then eventually we got to the point where, okay, uh, it might not be a bad idea to go into it uh, as a full side business, right? Yeah. Not full time business, but get your license. Because uh, you're able to, like, if you get your license, you're able to get, like, a deal plate. So a deal plate, you don't, uh, you don't got to get the car insured or registered, put it on, and then uh, it's insured for the business. So whatever car you take it, obviously it's just third party. But that's pretty much all you need uh, to get a car from one point to another, right? Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, those are the advantages of business. The disadvantage is obviously there's fees involved, uh, being uh, licensed, uh, being registered. You gotta get your uh, business license with the city that you're in. You gotta get the uh, provincial 
certification from the province or the state that you'll be in. Uh, you got to get your salesperson's license, so that's for the individuals in the business, and then you got to get one uh, for the business itself, uh, and then you got to register yourself as a grid or uh, the other categories of business. I keep forgetting them. So you got to uh, do a lot of like the um, paperwork, the, paperwork the legal stuff. Yeah, so that part is annoying if you're trying to do it as a business. You got to have enough motivation to keep the income coming to cover all these costs and to make it worth the hassle, right? Yeah. Yeah, so and then uh, to expand further upon how it started or what my rule would have been is uh, at that time I just I was posting some ads for my dad and then uh, helping out with cleaning. So this is one trick, I guess, uh, for all the listeners is if you get a car, if you buy a car, so, uh, usually when a person sells a car and it's not like 100% clean, you'll get a better deal on it. And then all you have to do is just clean the car, give it a nice polish, right, go for a car wash. And then you'll be able to get like a few hundred dollars out of it just because the car looks nicer. So, yeah, that, that makes it yeah it makes a big difference. So, uh, and then once I got my license, I did some driving, you know, pick up cars, uh, drop them off. So that's how I got into the business. I'm still not 100% in it, but I know the ins and outs, so I do help out and then uh, trying to take a little bit more initiative in it. Alhamdulillah. I remember, uh, I remember seeing you all the time when we like first, uh, you know, started to get to know each other. That you'd always come in a different car, and it was so sketch. It was so, like, what is going on? Honestly, man, that part hasn't changed. I still think uh, they, they're shady. If they like, if people don't know me, they're like, what is this guy doing? And the people that do know me still are like, what is this guy doing? But. Yeah, so that, that's actually another advantage of getting into this business is that uh, you get to test out different cars, you get to uh, drive different cars, so you're not stuck with one thing. Um, that's nice. I've enjoyed that part of the the hustle. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Okay, so so your role primarily is like you just you just help out right now. It's mainly mm-hmm. like you know like your parents are doing this. Yeah, also like uh, got some good deals, right? Scouting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go on like trips, like sometimes, right, out of city. Yeah, that's mostly to pick up something we already decided that we're going to buy, right? So not everyone can be looking everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. MashaAllah, barakal of you. All right, so aside from the, uh, you know, the paperwork that you had talked about, what are some of the challenges, like, that you, like, any other tips that you could give to someone interested in getting in the game? Okay, so uh challenge would be, uh, how I mentioned before, price point. So you got to know the market. You got to know uh, what the demands are for each uh, make uh, slash model of, uh, cars, right? So sometimes for like luxury cars, you crowd. You gotta know which uh, luxury cars, like BMWs, Audis, um, which ones sell more. Sometimes you gotta play the uh, seasons as well, right? So if you have a rear-wheel drive car and you're trying to sell it in winter, you're not gonna get a lot of uh, response on it. Whereas if you're trying to sell it in the summer, you might get a little bit more. Uh, and then uh, VVs and uh, cars that are a little bit better for winter what you would do is you try to hold off until like the first snow hits and then people are usually scrambling right because there's a lot of accidents too so they're like oh gotta be safer get uh something with four by four right yeah so yeah. you gotta play that kid as well right another challenge would be getting um you're gonna have money stuck that's that's one thing uh for the business like you can't expect this business to pay out daily it's not a job right and i think that's part of any business right the payout is going to be usually larger than your paycheck but it's going to be in infrequent period yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes you'll have a lot of cars stuck for like two months at a time and then within the next week they're all gone like you can't predict it oh, so cool. you, 
So for anyone who doesn't know, like money being stuck is that you've bought a car and it's sitting, it, it hasn't been sold yet. So it's money mm-hmm. that you actually liquidate, like get cash for it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then uh, sometimes because they're sitting so long, you would lose a little bit of value on the car. Oh. But inshallah, that's not usually the case, but it does happen at times. Yeah, inshallah. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, uh, I know uh, in the area that um, that we lived, it was uh, there would be like hail and things like that. So that's also a potential risk, right? For... Yeah. So the so the trick to the hail thing is if if you're in an area and you know that that time of year a little bit more uh, weather issues, you usually want to insure it during that period, at least for the parking one. I remember you had a car and you didn't insure it. Remember the one that was sitting? Oh yeah, I remember. So, <laughs> yeah. So that would have been a nice payout if it would. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta play. You gotta. You gotta. Obviously, with any business, you gotta assess the risks and uh, um, see if it's worth investing into insurance or uh, liability for it at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're already set in this in this business, right? Like you guys have been doing it for a while. It's I would say you're familiar, like at least for me, from an outsider looking in, it looks like you guys, you know what you're doing. What uh, Do you not think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously there's always more to learn, but I think uh, you learn a lot from um, the people that are have been doing it for longer, especially even even just, um, not in cars, but like uh, my, my dad has a lot of experience in business. Like I think maybe I've seen him work like a full-time job, like... Maybe for about a year, my whole life, like go, separated, right? So he he's he's all the hustle. He's all the whole hustle, right? There so you go. learn, like even if you don't know the car business style, experience in business, you'll do okay just because you know the ins and outs of business itself, right? Yeah. So that that's a skill that you pick up and uh, you can apply it to a lot of different businesses. So when you said uh, it looks like you know what you're doing, it's it's not so much me, so. I just wanted to make that clarification. No, alhamdulillah, that's dope, though. But that's one of the benefits. Like, one of the reasons why, like, um, I wanted to do this podcast was so that someone who doesn't have a parent that's currently running a business that doesn't get that, you know, exposure mm-hmm. or, you know, that, that mentorship or guidance, they could get a little bit of insight into how they could start doing stuff or, you know, make moves like that as well. So Yeah, for sure. Like, like, if you're starting a new business, I would just go to talk to one of the other They have a lot to offer. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Right. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, you, you've been doing this for a while. And I know for myself, when I started like doing freelancing for web development or anything, there was a risk of getting cheated. And I've been cheated a couple of times. How's that? Has that happened to you like in the car game? <laughs> yeah, it happens. I'm, try, I'm blanking on any specific examples. But basically, yeah, it's a part of the game. Like you got to be ready for it. Right. So not every deal is going to hold the way you want. Right. Sometimes, uh, with cars specifically, you have um, active and rebuilt status. Right. So sometimes people will pass it off as active, but it's uh, you find out a few days later it's rebuilt. So that drops the value. Right. Because that means uh, like a claim was made on the car. Yeah. Previously. So you got to be ready for part of the game. Uh, I actually don't know what to tell you about uh, getting to like. Inshallah, if you're if you're ready and you just keep moving, uh, you'll you'll be okay. In stride though, let's say like you bought this car at a set value, mm-hmm. and then like you put down like you put down like let's say two grand, right? It wasn't okay. It wasn't that expensive, and yep. it ends up being only valued at like fifteen hundred. That's a five hundred dollar hit. Like how do you in stride? 
So that's what I was saying before. Like you'll have money stuck, and I guess uh, precursor to that is you need to have money set aside to be in the business, right? At least a bit more than what the deal is, because you'll be losing money, and then you gotta invest into a different car, right? So usually okay. what happens is that that will be covered in your next deal, right? Um. Because so yeah, like you you take a few hits. Uh, in one deal and then in another deal you'll make right plus uh, something like you remember the um, the convertible A4 right that was yeah, a great yeah, yeah. deal like we sold that for like double right so uh, yeah that was um, like a deal and you gotta know okay if this is not gonna work can I still make it uh, enough to sell the car right because that was just a like that specific car was a Bluetooth issue and all we had to do was put a kill switch yeah. on the battery so that it didn't drain so yeah just yeah, you just gotta keep moving. It's, That's it. Always stay focused on on our what's next. Yeah, and then uh, sometimes people hold out too long, right? So that's another issue. Like they'll be like, "Oh no, 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 I want this specific amount." As long as you're getting something above what you, or even, or even if you're just breaking even, just get rid of it. Because it's like car is like it's like a piece of technology, right? Like a phone, you get it. The more you hold on to it, the less the value of that piece of technology decreases. Yeah. So. You want to keep moving forward, right? Whatever you get, take it. That's that's a gem right there. That's a gem. Yeah. All right. So, what is it? What's next? What are you guys doing? Like selling cars today? What is it? Is it a different type of car that you're selling? Are you guys gonna branch out, or well, what's the plan? So, um, I'm not sure what the family plan is, but I specifically I want to branch out into um, possibly windshield repair because I. I used to work at a um, small company uh, here uh, in my locality. Basically, these chip repairs and sometimes uh, like the longer crack uh, repairs on uh, windshield. Yeah. And since I have the basic experience, I looked into it. It's like a few hundred dollars to get the equipment, and there's a good amount of demand. And I think like well, even the reason why the idea came is because a lot of people knew that I these guys for a bit, so they were like, "Hey, I got a chip. Could you?" Fix it. I was like, uh, at that time, I could because I had the equipment, but I don't have it anymore. And I was like, Mashallah. there's enough demand, and this is like, I'm not even going out to advertise. Like, people are asking, right? So yeah. that means, like, imagine if I just put like the basic advertisement on like Kijiji or something, mm -hmm. right? You would get a decent amount of response, and your initial investment. That's the best thing about service uh, businesses is you just gotta put one initial investment to get the equipment, and then even if the equipment sits. And your own windshields, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna cover the cost of the equipment, and that's it. There's no loss to be had after that, inshallah, right? So inshallah, yeah. That that is a huge benefit for the like service is that initial fee for the equipment, and then maintenance. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, it's what you work is what you get. Yeah, like the one you mentioned uh, in your last podcast about the uh, the t-shirts, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Like, what is it? You've probably covered at least most of the. Uh, Initial cost of the equipment, and now sure, I know where to go, right? I can yeah, do it myself. Whatever. It was dope. Right. I, in right. uh, it was between that and doing the graphic design stuff. I covered that, like the cost that I spent in. I think it was like three or four months. Like I got it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's just butter. Like it's profit. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, and that like I'm assuming it had a lot to do with the fact that you were on the go and on the move, right? So like if you were settled in that time where you were trying to get uh, the return on that. It, have worked out better, but yeah, it, it always works out for the best. Definitely, definitely, yeah. man. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that's a really valuable point. But I love that that whole thing of hey, I saw that there was a market for this, and you know, I'm, inshallah, that's what I'm gonna work towards. I feel like that's like you know, like when you get a sign, there's like guidance from Allah, mm -hmm. 
that, hey, maybe you, you know, like this is something that's good. You can make money off of this. All right, let me just make money and show this barakah in it and you go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, man, I don't want to keep you for too long. Uh, I'm really appreciative of what you did. Uh, I just want to end it with that I always want to ask, inshallah. So why did you why did you kind of choose this hustler? Why are you trying to do this? I think the hustle chose me in this case. Specifically. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to play into the cliche, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, uh, So, yeah, and then um, why you choose it is uh, there's actually this uh, Turkish TV show. It's actually it's getting a lot of attention. You guys got time. It's a, it's a long um, series, but there's got a lot of benefits from it. Okay. And one of the points is the main character, he meets um, the scholar. This is the pre- Ottoman Empire, okay, so right before the foundation, and he's explaining for us as a Muslim community to move forward, we need to have businesses, we need to have uh, a source of income, and then um, the his the main character kind of like a little bit hesitant because they're like, hey, our beauty is the afterlife, right? Uh-huh. But then uh, the Bala um, makes a great point, and he says, yeah, our beauty is the afterlife, but what we the the part that we don't understand. As long as the money is just in our hands and not in our hearts, that's that's a way for us to move forward as a community, right? So you want to be a part of the uh, halal hustle. That's the halal part of the hustle, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't see the hustle. You want to have the halal portion, and I think that's what it is. It's just having it in your hands and uh, like using it and not holding it in your heart, right? Yeah, I like that. You know, not like yeah. there's a difference between when you have money, but that mm-hmm. like you you become a means of risk for a whole bunch of people. Or people, right? Take that money. It's not like you're just holding on to it because you love that money for yourself. And obviously, with any um, business or any hustle, right? You, like you have to keep in mind the hadith of process and uh, okay. if if there is a thing that uh, disturbs a piece of your heart, give it up. Right. Uh-huh. So if if it's if you're feeling off, if it if it's it's putting you off, then there's probably something wrong with it. Look into it. Right. Find something that's comfortable, keeps you uh, keeps your mind sharp, keeps you uh, happy. Right. Obviously, and then p- the people around you are also um, not necessarily happy, but they're they're not against what you're doing. Yeah. Right. So you want to keep those facts mind. Right. Because at the end of the day, we are work towards the afterlife. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Always. Yeah. And the last question I want to ask you, man. There's what you currently do, right, and what you're working towards in this dunya. What's something that you can improve upon, like, towards, uh, please? Like, there's always something that everyone, no matter what their position is, they're always working on improving. So could you share with us, you know, what's the hidden halal hustle? What's something that you're working on that no one really can see that often? So there is always the uh, the sunnahs and, and the farads that you want to improve upon. Mm-hmm. But the one that I, I specifically want to put of is... You want to try to invest in people, and, and that's what I've been trying to do, is so that the the return on it is magnified, right? So it's it becomes a form of sort of jariya for you, like you invest in somebody, and then they do some good, right? That's on you too. So it's easy to like once you have someone, it's easy to give money, right? But it's hard to invest time because that's 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 more personal. That's more uh, you you cling to it. You want to spend it in ways that uh, satisfy your nafs to an extent, right? Yeah. So um. Yeah, and then a more specific example would be that there's um, this Tahfiz program, and uh, they have a basketball team now, and I've just been trying to help out with some coaching and some uh, social clubs, I guess you could say, where they, you know, like, just hang out, play some video games, right? Uh, Just to build some social skills, to build some character mannerisms, because that's how most of these things are built, right? It's... 
the knowledge aspect is one, but then you got to do this, right? This is this is the areas you put into practice. So I've been trying to help out with that. And then obviously when you're around these uh, kids, right, you learn a lot from them as well because, mashallah, you know, that's the time and you see their hustle in the sense that, okay, they're putting in work with God, right? Yeah. Like they're, they are the uh, protectors of the Quran. So that, that's probably the one point I would make uh, with regards to hidden hustle. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, investment in people, it's kind of funny. I like um, I like thinking about scenarios. What if everything in society wasn't really, like, existing? Like, what if their internet died someday? How is it that you would function? And then I always think, well, what's the value that someone has in those regards? Like, that this person knows how to do this, so I'm going to go to them. And they're really valuable because they're able to do that. Well, the person that has the Quran memorized, they're extremely valuable, so... And like the youth are able because they're going to take care of you. They're going to take like the reins in the community and stuff moving forward. So that's that's huge investing in people. Mashallah. Jazakallah. Thank you for sharing that. That's dope. Yeah, for sure. And uh, when we are younger, right, we don't we have a lot of time to invest. So make use of that. That's Ooh, probably that's, a, uh, that's dope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we might not have as much money, but uh, the money will come. Yeah, the uncles in the community got it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right. Uh, I remember. Uh, I think like from like an entrepreneur like had talked about when if you don't have money, you have time. So if you don't mm-hmm. have money to invest, you can invest time into something. Yeah, and you gotta learn skills. Like me personally, I've I've been told, and I kind of see it to an extent is. Uh, I'm good with connecting people, right? Yeah, like, uh, so, so that that's what I'm trying to do or try to take advantage of is okay. If somebody needs something done, I'll try to help them out. Just I have connections because you've been part of the community for a while, so just try to hook it up. Yeah, that's, you know the right person yeah. for the right job. Mashallah. Yeah, I've I've been the recipient of those. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a really beneficial thing. Like, it's a really viable person to uh, be associated with. Is the guy Full house the guy. for five hundred dollars, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. That was, that was man. a great couple of months. That was a beautiful deal. No so, with that, you know, thank. You. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of gems. It was a lot of valuable, practical, uh, you know, pieces of advice that I hope is a benefit to everyone that's listening. Inshallah, it was a benefit to me. And so, I really appreciate you for coming on. Okay, thanks for having me. Glad to be a part of the movement. All right, man. Take care. All, All right. the best. May Allah increase and preserve you guys. Ameen. 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 Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So there you have it. An interview with a car wheeler and dealer. Alhamdulillah, it was great having him on. And it really is a testament to the value of your network. He got a great opportunity, alhamdulillah, because his family was doing this, that he got to, you know, really absorb it and just be a part of it at such a young age. MashaAllah, you know, even though he started at a young age, the wisdom that he has and the experience that he's gained is invaluable. That being said, this is a shout out for us to really look at our personal networks. Who do we know? What do they do? Have we really sat down and asked them how their business works, how their work functions? There's a lot of value in that. The child of an, an accountant is likely going to know some of the aspects of accounting. Similarly, a child whose parents run a business are likely going to know how that business functions to a certain degree, depending on how involved they are. Here's my challenge to you. I challenge you to think about this and ask at least one person in your family that has been working in a specific field 
about what is it that they do and how that field or how that job operates. How is it that they're able to make money? What is the value in it? But most importantly, how can you maximize that connection to help you along your journey, to help you with your halal hustle? That's the golden question. Every connection has value. We just have to see the value in it and we just have to figure out how to maximize it. Now, don't think that I'm not going to be a part of this challenge. Inshallah, I'm going to be talking to someone that is near and dear to me that I never knew was a salesperson through and through. ABCs, always be closing. That's something that I value heavily, but I'm not that great at it. Inshallah, I'm going to be trying my best to share this story with you on this podcast so that you could benefit from it just as much as I have. So if you complete this challenge as well, be sure to share it with us on Twitter or on Instagram by using the handle underscore the halal hustle. For all the information about this episode, you could check out the show notes on the halalhustle.com. Thank you. It's been a great episode and inshallah, we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.